I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Once again, joined today by Random Stats Guy. Rando, what is doing? Not much, mate. You know me, just deep down, deep diving, um, going real hard at these stats. And yeah, I'm, I'm out on the other side at the moment talking to you right now. So that's a good thing. Mate, I almost took your job this week, Josquale. I went very deep in stats this week. Impressed me a lot going deep down. Love the laptop up as well. And oh mate, it was it was beautiful to see you on bloke. Just down your mum's basement. That's where the best stats are found. Yeah, had the laptop up there. Just had some ch- uh, chicken and corn in front of me. No stats in front of me, but look the look, I, I look the piece, you know, which is what I was after, mate. Great weekend of footy. Uh, a couple of upsets that I didn't see coming. Um, team of the week. It's never easy. <laughs> This week, I the boys gave me shit because I picked a squad of 30 and there was still about another 15 guys that I thought were hard done by. So uh, I last week, I was really confident um, that I'd do well in Team of the Week compared to yours, which I did. Uh, this week, if I can get 50%, I think I'll be stoked, to be honest with you. So very keen to see how we go, mate. My fullback, I think I should hit this one. I went Ryan Pappenhausen. Who did you have? Yeah, me too. I had Pappy as well. He was so good on the weekend. 19 runs for 205 metres. He averaged 15 metres per dummy half run he took, which is absolutely unbelievable. He took four dummy half runs for 60 metres. And if my math serves me correctly, that should be 15. What were your thoughts around Latrell? Because a lot of people obviously seeing him off the back of the Roosters win, um, seeing him champing around there. What were your thoughts? Did you think he was worth a crack there? Yeah, I, I thought he was worth consideration. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I had Pappy in there the entire week. I'm interested to hear on your stats. I actually thought Clint Gutherson was pretty damn good as well. How, how did he rank on yours? Too high up, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, probably around like the, well, Ryan Pappenhausen as a gauge, he he ranked for about 80, 80 rating points. And then Guffo down the back there around 65. So not yeah, as wow. much from King Guffo, but definitely more than Latrell. I mean... What was fascinating for me with Latrell is that he actually had half the carries, half the touches, sorry, that he had in that Melbourne game, only 19 touches of the footy. So the Roosters did really well to restrict him. 
because he only had eight runs the whole game. He only had 19 touches, did he? Yeah, 19 touches. Fuck, it's really not much, is it? Nah, not at all. But when he did touch the ball, boy, he lit it up. He was effective. Who was um who was next best on your fullback rankings? Next best for me, um, I think that was it. Guffo was the next best, but he was a oh, fair right. bit behind. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. All right, sweet. Let's move to the wingers. Uh, Taylor May, I think he surely has to feature. Mate, the other winger I found this so difficult, and to be honest with you, I was blind drunk when watching this game, and I sort of went back and watched a little bit of it, and I'm not actually sure how I came to this conclusion, but I had Ikevalu. Who was your other winger? I had uh, Jordan Rapana as my other winger. Um, he had two tries, there's five tackle breaks and three offloads, um, which helped him propel forward. Wasn't too much for the wingers in that one, but I thought Matt Ikevalu definitely had a, a solid game as well. Jeez, that's a bad miss by me. I even made a post about Rapana. That is, re- you know, I, 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 I think I completely forgot about him because he wasn't playing the role of a winger. Yes, absolutely. He was, no, yeah. he wasn't really. Yeah, was and, that- you, and some might say that Matt Tomoko was hard done by as well, um, because I think he was positioned on that that wing as well, according to NRL.com on the team list. But yeah, as I said, I was probably in the same uh, state of mind as you when I was watching that game. Was Taylor May uh, your top pick though? Yeah, absolutely. Stand out. Three tries, 162 metres, and a try assist on top. Yeah, right. Okay. So my centres then, I went Tago. I'll, I'll, I'll give it away if he doesn't get a bait in your side, surely. And I went Matty Tomoko in the centres. I'm, I'm trying to think what that would have been on the NRL website or whatever, but he definitely played left centre for the Canberra Raiders. Who were your centres? Uh, my centres were... Isaac Tago as well, two tries, 117 metres and two try assists. Um, and I had Val Holmes, who was actually my my fourth highest ranked player um, this week as well. So, wow. Yeah, he he had one hell of a game for the Cowboys. Well, where So so where did Tomoko rate compared to Val? Um, Tomoko, he ranked around... So if Val got about 82 for um, the week yep. and Tomoko got 51... Oh, wow. And that's the same, of obviously the same comparison. So very far behind. Yeah, wow. Okay. Um, six. Now, I copped a bit of shit off the boys. Uh, we all picked a 5-8 from the same game, Parramatta v. Melbourne. Uh, I could have gone either way. The boys said they went Dylan Brown because he won the game. I literally lined up their stats, and it was either you take the 10 tackle breaks by Munster or you take the 36 tackles by Dylan Brown. I went with the tackle breaks, and I tend to think I'll be in that sort of company with you. Who was your six? Yeah, exact same me. I had Cam Munster as my starting 5'8". Um, such a good game. He was my third best player out there, and Dylan Brown was the fifth one um, as well. So they were wow. very tight together. I had Munster as well with 50 more metres run than Dylan Brown. Yep. Um, he ran for 178 metres. I think Dylan Brown ran for about 123 metres. And, of course... 12 tackle breaks from 12. Cam Munster compared to six from uh, Dylan Brown. But, of course, those 36 tackles would have definitely played a factor. But Munster still made around 22, which isn't too bad as well. Yeah, still a good knock, mate. Halfback, I went for Nico Hines. Surely. My performer of the week, he yep. was absolutely exceptional. A try, setting up another. He ran for 102 metres. His kicking game was exceptional. He kicked for 552 metres out there in the pouring wet in the gong. And actually was decent off the tee this time in those howling yeah. winds and uh, rain five from six. So he was my performer of the week. 
Mate, my two front rowers, uh, this is where I did go a little bit road. I actually picked two guys that were wearing jersey 13, so I'm I'm pretty confident that we'll have different here. I went Tino and I went um, Josh King from the Melbourne Storm. I'm thinking off the dome. I assume that you're actually going to pick number eights and number tens. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. going to be me. Yeah. So I would... I, I honestly reckon there could be any one of four Parramatta players. Surely there's at least one of them in there. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Campbell Gillard. Going with Junior Paulo on this oh, one. Nice. <laughs> but they were very close side by side. They both took up 20 carries in the whole match. Ran for 190 odd meters as well. I had Paulo for offloads and he had a better tackle efficiency than uh, RCG, but very close between those two. And I did have Tino on my bench as well. Okay. Um, so I'll give you that one. I'll take it. No, I'll, I'll be taking it. Don't worry. I didn't need you to give it to me. Um, <laughs> let's have a look at your other front rower. Uh, obviously not uh, King. I will go for... It's got to be one of those two Brisbane boys, I reckon, off the dome. Who, who was it? I went with Payne Haas here. Yeah. Another dominant performance, especially in a losing side. 186 metres and 14 runs, which is a pretty solid effort in terms of average metres per run. Uh, 70 of those were post-contact meters. He had a line break as well. So really good, solid game from Payne Haas. Hooker, um, I, I thought Damien Cook was really good on the weekend, but there was a couple that you could have thrown in here. I think Blake Braley would have been there and thereabouts as well. Who have you gone for? I've gone Damien Cook over yeah. Blake Braley, but Blake Braley definitely gets a shout out. He, um, yeah. he had a very, very tight game. Um, compared to those two, I think it was like two or three rating points in between, but Damien Cook, 42 tackles, 10 dummy half runs and a try assist as well. Definitely carried him. Now we move into the second rowers here and I'm I'm pretty sure based on your scoring, I'm pretty sure Nanai will be one of them. I actually picked him on my bench. I assume Nanai has to be in your 17 somewhere, right? Is, is he a starter? Yeah, he's a starter. Easy starter. Didn't score too highly in that Cowboys-Broncos game compared to other players like Val and, and Dearden who ranked a bit higher, but Definitely up there with the three tries. So Nanai was in there. The the two second rowers that I picked, I picked Isaiah Papali'i and I picked Kolomantungi from South Sydney. Who do you have? I had Kolomantungi on the bench and um, Papali'i starting. Okay, so that means you had one other second rower. I, I haven't picked another second rower in my team. Who was it? I actually went the cheese on it. I went a bit out off field because he played so well and it was just such a big comparison between the next player compared to Brandon Smith. Um, but if I was to pick a, another second row, it'd be uh, Britton Nakora. Yeah, geez, he was strong, wasn't he? Got through a really lot of work, game. Britton Nakora. Yeah, 42 um, tackles. Someone called out, hey, how about Talakai? I thought he had a good game. Yes, he was really good in attack, but compared to Britton Nakora, they played the same amount of minutes and... Nakora made 30 tackles more than him, which was absolutely impressive. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, I assume uh, your 13 is Cam Murray. I know that you said before Nico Hines was your performer of the week. I actually actually had Cam Murray as my performer of the week. I thought he was incredible against the Chooks. Yeah, and he played and he performed pretty well as well. 95 rating compared to Heinz's 100, obviously with a try to assist, 152 meters and 42 tackles. So he was very impressive. And I was quite shocked he didn't get too close to Nico Heinz. I thought he was definitely a 99, if not 100. 
Mate, on the bench, uh, you've already named a few of these guys. Uh, Nanai, I know, is in your team. I also had Payne Haas. I just realised he was on my bench. 14 and 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 15, I went for Dylan Brown, and I went for Kurt Mann as well. Uh, did those guys squeeze onto your pine? Yeah, I had to put Dylan Brown in the team, of course. So he's my 14, um, and I know I put the cheese there as well, but D-Bags, uh, Keenan, the cheese, and Tino. Uh, how, my bench. How did Kurt Mann rank in your uh, in your rankings? Man, he was very high up there, fourth best player um, in that Knights Panthers game. Um, but I think he ranks around the 50, 59 mark um, for his game. Actually, 61, 61 just above um, players like Bradley Schneider. And he actually ranked above Jai Arrow as well, who who performed pretty well on the weekend. All right, so that means I came home with 11 out of 17. Not as good as last week from memory, but uh, I thought I'd do worse this week, so we will uh, happily run with that one. Mate, let's dive into some of your amazing stats from the weekend. The Dragons versus the Sharks, the local derby that we saw on Thursday night. Uh, one of the NRL's best taking a local derby an hour away from both fan bases was sensational uh, by them. Mate, it's the third win for the Sharkies in a long time. Yeah, mate, 33 years. And I came on the potty actually last week and said it was they'd only won once in 33 years. And my database had, has come undone there. I had one game in Cogra that the Sharks actually won. So I was wrong there and I was pulled up with my post as well. But of course you were. the Sharks in the gong in 33 years is nuts. Mate, Anthony Griffin, uh, no stranger to uh, a losing streak. What's, what's he got for us? Mate, he must hate waking up and seeing the Sharks on his calendar because he hasn't beaten them since his debut coaching year back in 2011. So that's 11 straight losses now for the hook. Um, and yeah, doesn't seem to be getting any better after that performance. Jeez, he's had some handy teams too, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. And geez, he just hasn't been able to do anything with that, with that Sharks lineup. And there were some lean years for the Sharks as well in that time. Now, mate, the next game, Tigers versus Warriors. To be perfectly honest with you, I was more than happy to never talk about this game again, so let's get it over and done with quickly. What do you got? I can't believe I fucking took, I took the Tigers again. It is my own mistake. Yeah, that's 100% Warriors. on you. I've got no sympathy for you whatsoever. Proceed. The Warriors uh, the Warriors broke a streak as well. They haven't won in Campbelltown in 15 years, and they broke that um, with, a, with a four-point victory. How good, mate. Um... What have we got here? Roosters v Roosters v Souths. Um, Rabbitohs. Jeez, oh, it's getting pretty uh, pretty impressive, isn't it? Their record against the Chooks. Absolutely, and they go four from four this um, this time around. Um, they haven't been four from four against the Roosters since 1988. So some real dominance there that we haven't seen for a while from the Rabbits. The Roosters losing streak. Out there at a call, I, I cannot get used to calling it a call. Just squad, it's just it just doesn't work for me. I had to look at that about three times before I realised what you're even talking about. Out at ANZ Stadium, uh, not looking great. Yeah, absolutely. Their time at Homebush has been pretty bad. They haven't won that a game there since the 2019 Grand Final against the Raiders. Panthers versus the Newcastle Knights. Uh, obviously, this one was headlined by uh, an unfortunate and a disappointing event. Uh, Mitch Barnett, tell us about him. Yeah, absolutely. The Knights were really killing it, really taking it to the Panthers uh, up until this moment. He was the third Newcastle Knight to be sent off in the NRL era. The last two players have all been exactly nine years apart. Nine years ago, it was Kate Snowden against the Cowboys. 
And then nine years after that, it was Clint Newton. And this is one of the first times we've seen a player be sent off for a dangerous contact charge in the NRL era as well. So 2031, we're keeping an eye out for, for, for a Nova Castrian going, are we? That's the next one. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Mate, Storm versus the Eels. What a game this was. Unreal stuff. Um, tell us about this game. Mate, the, we saw Ray Stone, obviously, unfortunately, uh, do his ACL as he scored a try. But we have seen some golden tries from some forwards lately. They've actually scored the last four golden tries in golden point. Uh, we obviously had Tom Burgess in that thriller against the Tigers uh, last year. Um, then you had Elliot Whitehead back in 2017. And Gavin Cooper, another one that came off the crossbar uh, when he beat the Raiders yeah. in that round one game in 2017. That Not many Cowboys fans like myself have ever forgotten. God, I lost some money that day. Fuck, mate. <laughs> uh, mate, the second highest losing score from the Storm at 80, Amy Park. Pretty impressive. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Unbelievable. You don't see too many times the Storm score 24 points or more in saying that and go on to lose this match. There's only been one other team um, since they've moved to uh, Amy Park, and that's been the Gold Coast Titans, who beat them 28-26 back in 2014. And there's only been four occasions where the Storm have scored 20-plus points and lost at that venue. Now, mate, I, I hope I'm not advertising another uh, degenerate with the stats page, but I thought I saw somewhere today something about that no team has won back-to-back Golden Point games. Is that right? I was looking at that one, but unfortunately, I did get the Cowboys on that Golden Point. They won the very next week against the... Um, against uh, who they beat. I think they beat the Melbourne Storm or someone. So I actually got that one wrong and had to take it down, which was unfortunate. Mate, what on earth is going on over there? Mate, I just don't know. <laughs> I just do not know. I'm down rabbit holes and I'm in multiple rabbit holes. And yeah, it's, it's, it sucks when you get when you go that far deep and you get pulled up on it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> mate, you, you're preaching to the choir, let me tell you. Uh, mate, Raiders versus Titans. Uh, t- <laughs> what a game this was. Good God. Uh, I, I, honestly, me and Kempi were texting at halftime and, and he said to me, I don't know if it's too early to say this, but Raiders could be a bottom four team. And I went, mate, I don't think it's too early at all. And then all of a sudden, 40 minutes later, we said, are they maybe going to make the eight this year? Like they, If they put it together, they could be anything. Tell, tell us about this game. Yeah, absolutely amazing um, comeback from the Canberra Raiders. It's actually their joint greatest comeback in the club's history, which is 22 points. They've done it on two occasions. Both have been in the last uh, seven years. Uh, Knights most recently back in 2017, I believe. Um, They came back from a a fair deficit there. And then the Tigers in 2015 as well. They were down 22-0, came back to win from, from that far down. And, mate, the next step, am I reading that right? Because that is ridiculous, if so. That is absolutely true. And if you're a Titans fan, you probably you probably know it's true as well. It's the fifth time in seven occasions that the Titans have scored 20-plus points in the first half and gone on to lose the match. 
So there's been very rare times. I think it was uh, Canberra, actually, the last time they were, um, scored 20-plus points. They went on to beat them 44-6 to six in Canberra. And the other time after that, or oh, the, the, the team escapes me, but that was the other occasion that we've seen that the Titans obviously keep it together, but only just. I read that three times thinking that you'd, you'd worded it poorly or something. That's ridiculous. <laughs> My God. All right. Uh, Manly taking on the Doggies. They played at Brookvale Oval. Pretty uh, wet and dire uh, situation there. Uh, Desi Hasler, pretty good record uh, against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Yeah, he's pretty good against his old team. He hasn't lost a game to the Dogs since 2010. And luckily, DCE shot that one over to keep that record intact. I'm sure Canterbury fans would be uh, arguing that there's a reason why he hasn't lost to them. Uh, since he left. But anyway, um, DCE, uh, mate, the Iceman. I, we were talking on the podcast the other day. I don't know if if, if my life was on the line and someone had to kick a one-pointer. I think DCE, he's, uh, he's got to be your guy, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's only two players in the NRL era who iced more uh, field goals in their career, and that's James Maloney and Jamie Soward. Jamie Soward kicked 26, Maloney 25, and now DCE's bumped his tally up to 24. A lot of people were messaging me saying, what about Adam Reynolds? Because they see him kick a fair few. He's back down that list back at 22 field goals. Have you uh, have you got that list in front of you by any chance or not? I can get it up in five seconds if you really the, are. The, the, the one that always sort of surprises me, and not not not, not surprises me, but man, I, um, from memory, Chrissy Sando's pretty far up that list, isn't he? He actually hasn't kicked 20, which is as far as my list goes, but he okay. does have a bloody good record as well. I think he's high teens. I remember him being, yeah. Is, has Thurston kicked over 20? Um, he hasn't, actually. Only Cooper Cronk, Darren Lockyer, and Andrew Johns are the other players who have played in the NRL era to kick that many field goals. Wow, bloody impressive. Uh, mate, let's move to the Cowboys taking on the Broncos and uh, Nanai. <laughs> Uh, second rowers scoring three meters, unheard of. Absolutely, and you called me out on the Bloke in the Bar podcast, and now I have to go down another bloody rabbit hole because so many people are going to be anticipating for me to find, uh, <laughs> obviously, a, a second rower who scored off three kicks. Um, so thank you for that. I can't wait to look for to look into that for you. Um, but he also became the fourth Cowboy forward to score a hat trick. Only three other players before him have done so. Those players are Ray Thompson, Jake Granville, and Gavin Cooper. Very recent players as well. Um, and I think Granville and Cooper both scored their hat-tricks in 2015 and then Ray Thompson back in 2013 against the Panthers. Mate, uh, the Cowboys, they sit second at the end of the round. It is the highest they have sat in a number of days. A lot there. Yeah, absolutely. And me as a Cowboys fan, I've never seen them this high up the ladder since uh, for 2,159 days. So that was round 10 back in 2016. Wow. Um, so a long time between drinks. Um, obviously, there were no omens there. The Cowboys uh, lost in the prelims, if I'm not mistaken, to the eventual premiers, the Cronulla Sharks. So let's hope that doesn't happen this time around. But yeah, a very long time for the Cowboys in the top two. Mate, just quickly, talk to me about your Cowboys. I... I thought they were going to really battle this year. Uh, I mean, you must be super excited by what you've seen to start the season. I, I I was reluctant, but I had to pick them as my wooden spooners at one point because I just didn't see how 
No, um, no Ben Ham, uh, Ben Hampton. No Scott Drinkwater. <laughs> wrong, wrong Storm player. Um, in the side, I just couldn't see them scoring points. But defensively, under Todd Payton, they've been really well. They've been working really well, and now their attack starting to shine as well. I don't know if you just take three kicks um, off Nat on Nanai as to the. But I'm glad we didn't give him away to the West Tigers. I'm glad he's still playing for us. Mate, rapid fire to finish off here. I'm going to read you out the games next week. I want you to give you one-word answers. Who's going to win these games? Titans, West Tigers. They have a great record at Gold Coast. They've won four of their last five against the Titans at that venue. But the Titans have also won their last nine games against top eight teams. So I'm going Gold Coast for this one. Sharks, Newcastle Knights. Sharks, Newcastle Knights, really tough one here. I'm taking the Sharks at Shark Park. I think they, they are looking really strong, and I don't want to doubt them after they pulled my pants down against the Dragons last week. Penrith Panthers, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Nathan Cleary back in the side for Penrith. They are winning this one, and they're winning this one well. New Zealand Warriors, Brisbane Broncos. This one's going to be a real tough one. <laughs> I'm going to have to flip a coin for this one, but at the moment, I'm actually leaning towards the Warriors to go back-to-back here. Mate, $2.35. There's good value there. And did you see Sean Johnson named in the... Uh, yeah, in the oh, you bet your dick well, I did, back. my friend. Yeah, it's very <laughs> excited. So, I mean, if he does come in, mate, I reckon they'll go close to um, even money if SJ comes in. Mate, uh, Manly Seagulls, oh, Canberra Raiders. Who you got? Going to be at Mudgy. Man, Canberra looked really good last week, especially in those last 40 minutes. And Manly have been pretty ordinary lately. I think the Raiders are good money at 275 here. North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Sydney Roosters. I have to keep with the Roosters here, but it's going to be a much tighter game. I think it'll be 1 to 12, uh, whoever wins, but I'm leaning towards the Roosters here. Melbourne Storm, Canterbury Bulldogs. We have a pretty good record at Melbourne, so don't be afraid if they do cause an upset. But I think uh, a full-strength Melbourne side with Harry Grant back in there should win this one pretty easily. And this one, I think this one will be a little bit closer than what people are anticipating. Parramatta Eels and Georgia Illawarra Dragons, who have you got? Yeah, this one's going to be real tight, and the Dragons have actually had them in their last two meetings. So I'm taking the... I'm taking the Dragons to bounce back here. The Eels and Golden Point, they're going to be a bit sore. I think this might be the opportunity for Griffin to, to get his men back in order. Mate, uh, for anyone that's listening, if they're not following you already, Facebook, Instagram, where can they find you? Facebook and Instagram at Random Stats Guy. And if they want to hear me go more depth into tipping or anything betting-wise, me and Natty are on every uh, every Thursday with Chase Your Losses. And and we're, we're chasing losses, that's for sure. I have no doubt you're chasing losses over there. <laughs> No doubt whatsoever. Rando, mate, thank you for joining me once again. We look forward to uh, having you on next week to get uh, even weirder. Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. Can't wait to go back down the rabbit hole. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 